Take one. J-Ho laid back in the sleigh, cracking the jokes, pointing the way. Sidekick hooked up on all fours, bringing those gifts right to our doors. They're flying through the snow, getting all wet. They send their present through the internet. Pulling that sleigh makes them huff and puff, and that's why I only like the old stuff. What's up? Uh. Let's just immediately talk about this song. <laughs> yeah, so we got a got a C Breeze submission. He's made an IOLTOS Christmas song for us. Your boy C Breeze, Mark, um, and Groove has just listened to it. So let's let's hear. It. What's your thoughts? Uh, okay, yeah, I have a couple thoughts. First and foremost, I listened to it twice. <laughs> yeah, and it, what is interesting. Is, is the fact that he was painting a picture not unlike the Grinch yeah. of you in the sleigh and me as the dog yeah, pulling the sleigh. And Clave animated this without even knowing that Seabreeze had made this song. Am I right? It's a, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> and or I commissioned Clave to do this painting for, for this very purpose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my, fa- I think there's two standout elements, and one knock. Okay, okay. so I'm gonna give two compliments, one backhanded, okay. and then I'm gonna pull a punch real quick. Okay, do it. Uh, what are the odds? How much you want to bet? <laughs> his little take one in the beginning is a fucking lie. <laughs> oh, fifty-fifty shot, probably. I mean, probably no, probably seventy-five percent a lie. Nobody says take one on take one. No. Um, the final delivery of the... So if we're going to really be critical and analyze these two submissions from Sea Breeze, I think the first one was incredibly weak. <laughs> the audio was bad. His, his delivery wasn't wasn't really there. I I gotta say this song much better. Okay, there you go. I got. I'm I'm with you. Well, I only like the old stuff. Yeah, I like that. that you know, very reminiscent of the way some of uh, the Animal Conspiracy songs end with the emphasis on old stuff. You know. Uh, I agree. Um, the the final note that I had was that at this point, I feel like Seabreeze might need to use my name. <laughs> Instead of sidekick? Again, yeah, just sidekick is all I am to him. He's been messaging me all the time. We're, we're like Instagram friends now. Yeah. And can't even, you know what I'm saying? Can't even, I'm still sidekick. Yeah, I mean, well, I drive the sleigh, so... Because you're the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, well, I never argued that point. I'm definitely the Grinch. Well, I like that Clave uh, in the process of doing this was like, I don't know who to make the Grinch. I was like, man, yes, you do. Clave <laughs> did an amazing job. I commissioned this painting for you. It's your, it's your, you know, it's, it's a Christmas present for you and for the podcast listeners. We're going to put it in the show notes. I'll try to change the icon this week of the show to the, to this image. So you can make sure you see it. It's fantastic work by Clave. Um, as always. Yeah, as always. And we we took our hiatus right after he did our this deviled eggs picture for us. That's amazing. Which we hadn't even released that yet. Remember that? Clave drawing wealthy. Yeah, we are we are we are Clave drawing rich. Shout out to Clave Clave four e on Instagram. He's our official illustrator of the show. Appreciate him for getting that done in time. Um, you saw the full color version, right? Uh, no, I didn't see the full color version. What? It's in the Instagram message. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna go find it. Okay. Are you looking right now? No, I'm driving. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. Yeah, you don't want to get another one of those <laughs> tickets. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's he's got the full full color version now. You saw the the sketch. It is sketch alone was glorious. It's it's full on glory and it's illustrating this sea breeze, you know, this this song about you pulling the sleigh and me driving the sleigh. And uh, you know, us bringing joy to all of our our listeners who are now in that Iowa TOS Instagram message group. Uh-huh. We don't need to go back there. <laughs> it's been a little contentious this week cuz surprisingly, after all the uh after all the abuse I have foisted upon them, they have taken my side on there for some reason. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I mean, everybody wants to be friends with the guy behind the desk. Well, I don't know, if, you know, they they were like they were really upset that I talked about my aquascaping last week and they didn't feel like you gave it enough respect. And I appreciated that. That's, and, and if I remember correctly, that's a load of hogwash. <laughs> hey, look, more than one of them pointed it out. So, I, I mean, if you don't want to believe. No, listeners. here's the thing. They just they're just trying to get under my skin. And the truth of the matter is I listened to your aquascape. I was genuinely interested in your aquascaping. Uh, I'm thinking about a nano tank myself, anything <laughs> under five gallons, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Now you're picking it up. You're, you're thinking of starting your own nano tank then. Yo, I got to call you back. All right. Um, I, let me call you right back. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck it. All right. <laughs> We're back. So back, yeah. to, back to the, the sea breeze song. That beat is pretty dank for a Christmas song. You know? It's it was it it's it's catchy. I like it. I really enjoyed the bass line coming in on the uh-huh. second bar, third yeah, bar. Me too. Yeah, I liked how it funky how it ended out. You know, it's got the sleigh bell, the little sleigh bell ding 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 thing going on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of uh the Outcast Christmas cover album that was sent via Jake today. <laughs> did you even, listen to I that not, at all? I didn't touch that. I was like, I don't think I want any part of that. I'm going to tell you right now. I, th- I think you do. Okay. Okay. It's So it's a cover album, but Christmas songs and Outcast. They took, like, I think you need to listen to Equimini Christmas. Which they took the the children singing from Charlie Brown and they put it on a criminal. Okay, I got you. Okay, I'm I'm into it. He's still there. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I was enjoying what I listened to. I listened about six songs. And then I listen to that Sea Breeze song, and it all kind of goes together. Okay, I got you. How about Clave's, uh, you know, death metal cover song? I did not. It turns out I did not have a chance to listen to that one. I listened to a little bit of it. It was it was what it was what I expected. But uh, you know, it's Clave, so. <laughs> I like that you went and listened to the death metal song, but didn't listen to the cover songs of your favorite rap duo of all time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, I, I, I'm nervous about that. The, I'm more nervous about the rap duo thing than, than about the death metal. I know what I'm getting with the death metal thing. Yeah, you're getting a headache. Clave's like, actually, that's thrash metal. You're categorizing the genre wrong. Clay would never do such a thing to you. No. <laughs> Clay loves me. Um, hey, speaking of Jake, why don't you read that email? Did he send a new email? He sent an email last night. I don't remember. I don't. Does he? Oh, yeah. So you haven't I, even you it. haven't even read this yet. I shad. I, I blocked it out of my brain. Uh, so on the IOLTOS Instagram message group thing, which is the bane of my existence this week. Uh, Jake, you know, had to bring up, you know, it was like that meme, nobody. And then Jake is like, actually, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Like, okay, we <laughs> we weren't arguing any of this. We just don't want to hear about it. But anyway, he sent us a whole email about it. So here it is. I was not surprised by Joey's annoyance with those that claim that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. 
But if I understood correctly, it wasn't the fact that people say it's a Christmas movie. It's the fact that they are so damn over the top about it. Exactly. And you've chosen to write a whole email about it. I get it. <laughs> it is annoying when people are like, I am so different that Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. When the truth is, you are now no longer original. You are just trying to look original. If it really is your favorite Christmas movie, then tell me why it is a Christmas movie without saying it takes place at Christmas. 90% of the people cannot. Oh, but I am not in that 90%. So that's a very specific number. He like polled a uh, 100 people or something. And 90 of them were like, anyway. So here's why Die Hard is in fact a Christmas movie. <clears throat> what classifies something as a Christmas movie? It is way more than just taking place at Christmas. Christmas itself becomes a character. And without this character, the movie would not work. There are a lot of movies that take place at Christmas, but are not Christmas movies. Lethal Weapon is a great example. The movie opens with everyone saying Merry Christmas, but Christmas has no bearing on the pl plot of the story. In the case of Die Hard, the only reason McLean was in L.A. was because there was he was there to see his family. Okay, I get it. That could have been any holiday, so Christmas isn't a factor yet. Well, why did McLean go to Nakatomi Plaza Christmas party? Hans Gruber and his crew needed a few things to pull off their heist. They needed the reduced staff and security so that they could get in the building easier, but needed enough people so that it was considered a hostage situation. Why is that important? Well, if it is a hostage situation, the FBI will follow their protocol, which includes cutting the power to the building. This in turn lowered the final security measures when drilling into the safe. Hans, the brilliant villain he is, planned on this. You see, none of this could have happened if it wasn't Christmas. Sure, parts work on different days, but for all the pieces to fall place together, it had to be Christmas. So if there's no Christmas, there is no Die Hard. Is Die Hard my favorite Christmas movie? Absolutely not. That spot is reserved for Christmas Story. It is a damn good movie that I can watch. It. Is it a damn good movie that I can watch over and over? You bet your ass it is. Yippee ki yay, motherfuckers, and Merry Christmas. I, I'm reminded of that that scene in Billy Madison where they they're at the quiz bowl and the guy does you know Billy Madison does the whole thing and then the guy says, "We are all now dumber for having heard that response." I'm going to take the opposite approach than you. Okay. And I'm going to say that I've never watched Die Hard, and now I just feel like I don't need to. Yeah, I have, and I just, uh, I, I'm trying, I'm going to, I'm never going to watch it again. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. You've ruined Die Hard for me, all you people. Jay. Jake wrote what? That was three paragraphs. That was probably four, uh, 550 words. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I suppose that took him about, how long did that take him to write? A half a day? And probably. Probably when he was supposed to be working. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm here for it. I thought that was a great email. It is a great I'm, email. I'm, it you is. know. I'm tainted by my, my aggravation with the Christmas diehard people. So I do got I give I give Jake credit. It is a good email. He did a good job on it. Really did. I'm just being the Grinch. But right <laughs> so, I am the Grinch. I am immortalized as the Grinch in the in this situation. So shouts to Clave. Uh, when is your heart gonna grow three sizes? <laughs> that's the thing. I, it's not. <laughs> not gonna happen. I'm like the Grinch, but I keep it real, whereas the Grinch sold out. Grinch sold out. That's the name of the podcast the episode. <laughs> the Grinch sold out. How about this? The Grinch was soft. Yeah, I was thinking this today. How about like the Grinch and Scrooge? You know, and the Grinch is probably just a, a different. It's a different telling of the of the Christmas story t tale. You know. In a way, like mm -hmm. all Christmas stories kind of come back to that, right? But Scrooge and the Grinch both. Completely redeem themselves, you know, but still people use their names synony synonymously with a pe being a piece of shit. <laughs> right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. All these years later, Scrooge, it's like everybody's like, oh, Scrooge, you're such a great guy now, but I'm still going to use your name as a synonym for being greedy. You know, same, same thing with the Grinch. Bah humbug. He can never live it down. He cannot be redeemed. Ever. These people. You know, this cancel culture.
You there? Oh, man. You know, one of the things that I love about that original Grinch cartoon that you said was your favorite Christmas movie yeah. is growing up, I, you know, I used to play in the uh, band, right? Mm-hmm. The school band. Yep. And um, in my seventh grade year, I made the tra- transition from clarinet to bass clarinet. That's a beautiful instrument. Yeah. And it's hard to find songs that feature the bass clarinet heavily as a melodic instrument. And the theme song for the Grinch is 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 spearheaded by a bass clarinet. Is it the Is that that sound? Yep. That's it. I got you. There you have it. That's that's distinctive. That's the best part of that song. That's that's the heater. That's the that's the core. The, the the best part of the best Christmas movie is an instrument that I used to play. <laughs> Way to bring it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love oh. I love that these Christmas movies are all like those. The musical ones are just feature songs about people being a piece of shit. That whole song is just Grinch, you're a piece of shit. And. Is that James Earl Jones singing that? No, no, it's the uh, it's the guy who did the voice for Tony the Tiger from uh, you know they're great. Okay, hold on. Tony the Tiger voice actor Thurl Ravenscroft. What a name! Shit. Yeah, Thurl Ravenscroft. It sounds like a Harry Potter villain or some shit. Does I mean Ravenscroft is not too dissimilar from Ravenclaw? Isn't that one of the houses? I think so. I, th- I believe it is. Okay. Yeah. Nobody cares. It's like that and Equimini. This is the two of the houses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we watched. I'm, I'm telling you, you got you to gotta check out that album, man. You're gonna like it. Uh, I will. I will check it out. Um, we watched uh, uh, a Muppet Christmas Carol. Like, this week, which is a great, great Christmas movie. But the first half of that movie just follows the townspeople following Scrooge around singing to with him in there. Like, I was like, I'm right here, guys, singing about what a piece of shit he is. So I was like, man, I, I can't remember. Are, are there people in that movie other than Michael Caine? No, he's the only person. The rest of them are all Muppets of varying degrees of, of fame. So has anyone uh, done a uh, kind of a uh, an, an, some sort of like Atlantic or like it wouldn't be on the Atlantic. It'd be on like, I don't know. Uh, what's that a shitty website? Vice, a Vice article about how Muppet Christmas Carol is actually Scrooge's fever dream of like he LSD and none of the Muppets are real. Yeah, no, but the, you should write that as a, you know, as a as a think piece. I think, yeah, I think piece. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm thinking of. The modern day uh, acid trip yeah. uh, that is a Christmas Carol. Well, and it, it, it's all believable because Michael Caine sells the role. I mean, he's he is acting like he's acting on you know the West End of London or something with actual people, and he's acting with you know Kermit the fucking Frog. So, you know, I mean, he's a consummate professional. He is. He deserved a, a an Oscar for that role, I think, but. I was just thinking, like, I was thinking, like, imagine being such a piece of shit that people actually sing songs about what a piece of shit you are while you're there in the street, you know? It just seems like something you'd be really proud of. Oh, yeah, I am. I, well, I think I think, I think there's a degree of that to you, Scrooge, you know? I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I'd be doing the, like, put my hand up to my ear thing, you know? Like, let's hear Turn my snare up. Turn it up. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, this is uh, episode 155 of All Don't Like Their Old Stuff, a podcast where we uh, ask the question, what's the hype? I'm J-Ho, and with me via the car is Groove. hey Yeah, we're doing, we wanted to do a little... We're not going to do a full episode this week. We didn't watch the OC. Sorry, everybody, but we got Christmas is coming up. We're like, well, fuck it. We're just going to do a little, little mini episode. We want to get this Sea Breeze song out and this Clave artwork out, so... Um, we're here. Um, you know, what's, uh, what's up? I don't know. It's just 
thinking, I was thinking about asking you to tell me a Christmas story. A Christmas story about what? Yeah, I, I don't know. Give me a Christmas memory. Let's 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 warm the cockles of the, of the listeners. Like one from my own experience. Yeah, what's a childhood Christmas memory? Well, how about one from a couple years ago where my dad said that that uh, that that deer were overtaking the world because hipsters aren't hunting. Oh my god! Millennials, that's aren't perfect. Not hipsters. Millennials aren't hunting. Yeah, he was like, yeah, you know, uh, deer are overtaking the world because millennials they aren't hunting. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> right. Did did Sean Hannity tell him that? I don't know where he got that from. I mean, it's there's probably truth to it. I don't know. You know, I don't know, but I, I'm it's whatever. It's just it was interesting that that was brought up to me like on Christmas Eve, you know. Yeah. Okay. You know, read the room. It seems really relevant. Yeah, he's good at reading the room. Yeah. For sure. Um as far as like, I mean, I had really great Christmases all my life, you know, like I was really, I'm really lucky to have really good Christmases. Um, my parents went for it, went all out always. And, um, like I have no complaints about that, you know? Um, did you, did you have, uh, specific traditions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So come downstairs, my parents, my mom cooks, uh, pigs in a blanket. You know what that is? Yeah, I know what that is. I'm here for that. She, she does them with the little <coughs> the little cocktail weenies and the, the the you know biscuit mix stuff, and uh, also uh, cinnamon rolls. So that's like the the breakfast, and it's just like you know not a sit down breakfast. It's like you just go grab some stuff from the stove, and uh, lots of coffee, um, and then uh, we go in open open presents, and then usually my brother and sister would come over with their families as you know as we got older, and they. Yeah, you know, they're much older than me, and then uh, you know just enjoyed that, and that's that. So nothing, nothing too crazy. You know, we did the stocking thing too, always. Um, but yeah. you know, what about you? you? Anything specific? Well, yeah, we. I mean, <clears throat> my my mother is nothing if not an upholder of tradition. Okay. And uh, our our tradition began. I mean, more specifically, I mean, we, there were traditions leading into December. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I will say that the, one of the primary traditions of Christmas in her house was clues on gifts. Okay. So, so she loved to write a clue about what the gift was on every single gift that she would put under the tree. Okay. And in hindsight, that is... It's such a brilliant idea because I would come home from school over the course of the month of December and I would just get so excited. I would run to the tree and see if there was a new gift. And if there was a new gift, that meant there was a new clue. And I would read the clue and I would shake the gift and I would, you know, try and figure out what it was. And that activity really prolongs the anticipation, you know? Right. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of interacting with the gifts over time rather than just on one day. Exactly. And... <clears throat> The um, the night before Christmas Eve, we were allowed to choose one gift and open it before we went to Christmas Eve mass. Okay. So that was you know that was a nice little freebie, and then and then Christmas morning we would come downstairs. There would be a single gift from Santa. That gift was not wrapped; okay. it was left. Yeah. By the fireplace, uh-huh. right. Now, when all this began to take a turn, was when I was about eleven years old. My cognitive ability was developed enough that I could figure out all of the clues that she would give. Right. But it was not developed enough to realize it would probably be best for me not to prove that I figured it out. Right. Yes. I got you. So the whole month I would come home, I would figure out what the gift was on day one, and I would have all my gifts kind of figured out by the time it was time to open the gifts. Right. And... I would be an obnoxious little twerp about it on Christmas Day because what we did, and I think this started from when, you know, my mom and my dad split up and it was just me, my sister, and my mom for a couple Christmases. It was a way to prolong the day, but she would have each of us open one gift at a time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
when you've got three people, you know, four or five gifts a person, that's a really appropriate thing to do. Yes. But over the course of, you know, 25 years, the family grew. There'd be as many as, you know, six, seven people on Christmas morning. The whole damn thing would take from breakfast all the way through lunch. We'd have to come back after lunch because my mom would not compromise on the one gift at a time rule. I like that, though. I like that. I like having, you know, because I'm like, what's the point? If you're just going to tear everything open, you know, at the same time. I want to see people open their present and everything, you know. I don't know. I respect that, I guess. Look, I think I think there's a healthy balance because I have, over the course of my lifetime, developed a tremendous amount of anxiety opening gifts in front of other people because I was always on stage and I'm too polite to say that I don't like something if I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and so most of yeah. my behavior on Christmas morning was, you know, performative acceptance of a gift that I wasn't really too thrilled about. Yeah, no, I understand that. That is a, that is a real thing, and it definitely affects me too. But you know, it is a little weird. Yeah, I got you on that. It is it is anxiety. But you know, the holidays are all about anxiety. <laughs> You're a celebration of making everyone around you anxious, and you yourself being anxious. Um. Yeah. So I, this whole thing about uh, me calling my shot on the gifts. Yeah. It came to a head when I was about 19 years old. My um, mom had gotten tired of me figuring out what the gifts were. So they had to get their toilet replaced one year and she kept the top of the toilet, you know, the two flaps yeah. that go down on top of the toilet. And she put those in a box and she wrote, you're full of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I good. couldn't guess the gift. I open it up and I get a toilet seat. Yeah. You're full of toilet seat. So I'm full of toilet seat. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I understand that. I See, I love the surprises, so I would not want to try to figure out what my presents were. I like the surprise part of it. So, um, But I understand, you know, it's a lot, most kids would try to figure that out. Now... Did you ever get like a recurring gift, like the same thing every year? Yeah. See, we got to open, I got to open one present on Christmas Eve and it was always pajamas. So it was like Christmas pajamas for that year, you know, which I was cool with. It was, yeah. I knew what I was expecting. I wasn't like disappointed that I got pajamas. I was just like, oh, cool. These are my pajamas for the year, you know? And yeah. So my mom would always do that. I always appreciate it. That was her little thing was give me that. Sometimes she'd give me like an ornament to put on the tree or something like that. But that, that's always the one thing that I always get. Now, in the stocking, I always get like toothpaste and, you know, later on shaving cream, uh, things, toiletries that, you know, I would need. And then other cool yep. stuff. But like in, in general, that was like all there was always toothpaste in there, you know, enough toothpaste for the year, basically. <laughs> Um, you know, what about you? Was it a reoccurring things for you? Yeah. I, for every year from like, you know, from when I was about 10 years old until even as, as recent as last year, although it's become somewhat intermittent now is I would get a copy of the Guinness book of world records. Oh, for the year. Yeah. 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 And that actually, that usually was my, the gift that I chose to open the night before because I would get to read it you know, into the night and I would get to just like, I used to consume the Guinness Book of World Records and it used to be, in my opinion, here we go again, the name of the podcast. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it a lot more before it became as popular as it was because it was like, um, it was a much better record book. It had every record in it. It was very thick. It was paperback yeah. and it didn't have many pictures in it. Now it's like an encyclopedia, you know? Well, it's more like about marketing now too. It's like you, it, people basically buy their entry into that for, in a lot of the, the categories, you know? And, and, and I used to always enjoy the reason that I got it is because I told my mom, I'm going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records one year. And I knew how I was going to get into it. It was always the same thing that I was going to get a book world records for, and it was going to be being the oldest person living. Oh, okay. Because 
I knew even at a young age that I was not talented enough to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for anything in particular. And I just figured I'm stubborn enough that I'll just fucking stay alive so that I can make it in the Guinness Book of World Records. Well, you, you could have gotten in there for the, the most consecutive new, uh, Christmas Eves reading the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, but these days I could. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't, don't let anybody yeah, in the Guinness you, Book you of World the Records fee. these days. You pay the fee, you get in there. Um, those, I, how about those man, twins? I remember looking at those. They had those pictures of um, the longest fingernails. Yeah. And those things. Oh man, God, that you know, tallest man, shortest. That was the that was the real deal back then. My my mine was the twins on the little motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those two big old twins on the motorcycles. You know, they were like, I don't know what they, I don't know what their thing. Most twins, most twin ever. On motors. I think it was. I think it was the smallest. Oh no, no, they rode the big ones. I can't remember. Yeah, no, I think they rode what the tiny novelty size motorcycles. Okay. Know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I had so what's what's the best present you ever got? Maybe not the best, but like, Dude. what were you most excited about? Well, I remember, I remember being, <laughs> we were always a year behind on the video game consoles. Yeah. So like the year the Sega Genesis came out was the year we got the Nintendo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh? And I remember being absolutely thrilled to get the Nintendo. I was just over the moon. And that day we set it up and we put, we had Mario you know, we put Mario in, yeah. and I played it for like half an hour, and I was like, "This is way too hard for me," <laughs> and I barely ever played it ever again. That's great. <clears throat> what about you? I can. The one that comes to my, my mind, I was probably like, "God, I was probably really young, like six or something," and my parents got me or i mean santa brought me uh some gi joes and this was like the the first run of the small gi joes when they they, when they first came out with the small ones not the big size ones you know Um, yep the the new the new release of like the 80s style ones which were the you know whatever three and three quarters inches or whatever and i got the uh the battery operated tank which was a, I think it was an Abrams tank that you like turn the thing on and it had the had the legit treads on it and it would go you know drive in a in a straight line. And uh, got that in a little Jeep too, and I still have all that stuff. Um, it's at my parents' house, but um, I was su- I was really excited about that because I didn't even know what GI Joes were at the time. I, I was into Star Wars figures and I I was like, oh wow, this is like a new thing. And uh, then I got really into GI Joe after that, so I definitely distinctly remember that. Now, let me ask you, when did you, and do you remember when you learned and or realized that Santa was not real? Never. Ne- there was never delineation. Um, There was never any discussion or any of it. I never had, like, I mean, I can't tell you, like, it wasn't like I was, like, 21 and I was like, wait a minute. Um, it was just, I never had the, never had the talk, never had the discussion about it. It just kind of like normally faded into reality, I guess. Okay. And, and there is still a chance, like if I can't, if I, I'm not coming home this year cause I want to, you know, I just, my parents are, are elderly and we're trying not to, not to bring stuff home to them. So we're, we're not going to do Christmas with them this year. But like, if I were at home, there's a good chance that I would have some present that wasn't wrapped under the tree and not, they wouldn't be said that that was from Santa but it would still be the same, you know, the same thought behind it, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. I um I remember being um so my so I have a lot of sisters and brothers, but they're all 12 to 17 years older than I am mm-hmm. except for one sister, right? Who's 3 years older than I am. And we would sleep in the same room on Christmas Eve. Like we never, we had our own bedrooms. We didn't get along very often at all, but on Christmas Eve, we got along and we slept in the same room so that we could, you know, we, we weren't allowed to go downstairs until the clock said seven zero zero on it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I remember being young, but not, but right on the normal age, probably, you know, 
seven and nine years old where I, my curiosity about whether or not Santa was real was really peaking. Mm-hmm. And I remember we went to bed and bed was directly upstairs from where the Christmas tree was and where the rest of the family was. Yeah. And that year we had a lot of family at the house. Some of my stepbrother and stepsisters and all that kind of stuff. And they were all still downstairs uh, when we went to bed and I was like, I'm going to stay up because I'm nervous that if they don't go to sleep, then Santa's not going to come. Yeah. And I remember being so late. I was desperate. You know, I was staying up to the, to, to my eyes, you know, I was doing everything I could to stay up. And I remember thinking it's too late for Santa to come. And I could still hear my stepdad laughing downstairs. And that's when my heart broke. I was like, this isn't real. It's not real. Oh. Now, the thing about, and I never really brought it up, you know, I didn't, kind of like you, we didn't have a talk or anything like that. I just eventually got over the fact that, like, the magic of Christmas was slowly fading away. But at least we still had the Santa gifts downstairs every year. And that was, that was warm to me. You know, it was, it was nice for me to have those until, like, 2008, or some random year, like, you know, eight or nine years ago, out of nowhere, it's Christmas morning, I come downstairs, ain't no fucking Santa gift. I say, where's the Santa gift? And my mom said, well, Tom canceled it. Tom said, you're too old to have Santa gifts now. I said, Tom, you canceled Christmas. (laughs) Oh, Tom. Come on, Tom. I wouldn't think Tom, I would think. He said, you're too old. Yeah, I, I would think Tom would be more into the magic of Christmas than that, knowing Tom. I would I would have thought so too. Turns out he turned you know what he turned into? What? The Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd have been like that too. We it was always like a like unspoken thing. It's like I'm gonna honor the fact that you're still doing the Santa Claus thing and I'm just it's I'm cool with it, you know? It's not a problem. Exactly. I, appreciate it. I think it's cool. Like it's it's fun, it's a nice little thing. It's like it's not not completely jaded. You know, I never had that moment that some kids have where they're like, this is bullshit or something like that. You know, I, I just kind of rolled with it, you know? Yeah. Well, one of my other really great gifts that I'm thinking of that was really thoughtful. And my dad is like a great guy, but he's not necessarily the most thoughtful person in the world about stuff. Um, <clears throat> but he worked at after he retired from IBM, he would work at at Kmart during the holidays just to have something to do and get him out of the house. Right. And he yep. to Kmart the year that final fantasy seven came out for the PlayStation and he bought it and got it for me for Christmas. And I opened it up and I was, I had never played one before I'd heard of it, but it was the hot game that year. And he was like, yeah, I heard this was the hot game this year. And I still have that copy of that. It's worth like a hundred bucks or something. But, um, yeah, it was, that was like a really legit thoughtful present. And I played the hell out of that game. So, and then 30 years later, he bought your mom an air fryer. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope that, you know, I hope that my mom doesn't listen to this. So it gets spoiled. But, you know, we did talk about it last week. So I guess if she's if she's caught up, she's heard already. But, yeah, apparently my dad's getting my mom an air fryer. And, uh, you know, I'm doing the uh, my 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 since we're not going home this year, which didn't just Jackie and me for Christmas. I'm doing a, a whole prime rib in the air fryer. Like in the rotisserie, you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, go 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 for it. Yeah, I'm I'm down. I've already told you I'm gonna wait till the next big hot cooking item comes out, and that's what I'm gonna get. Yeah, you're gonna skip this one. I think this is the one you want, though. This is the hot thing, man. Yeah, that's what they all say. I mean, you did, you did, you did dodge a bullet with the pizzazz pizza cooker, I guess, but I still like mine. <laughs> you didn't get the Emerald pizza cooker? No, no, I got the pizzazz. The pizzazz is the hot brand of the pizza cooker. Okay, all right. Um, well, I think we've given the people what they want. What do you got? You been consuming anything? I listened to that Kid Cudi album. What do you think? Eh, I, I there's good songs on it that I liked, and then there's parts in it where I was like, "This is shitty." Like, legitimately said out loud, "This is really shitty." Um, 
Yeah, he's definitely trying to be like it's like Kid Cudi tries to remain relevant. Um Oh man. <laughs> you just broke my heart. I've I've been I've been like when I first listened to it, I was kinda like you, yeah, I was like, I don't know about this. And then I've kinda like <clears throat> I don't know why. I just like him, you know? So I like I, do too. I, I was like, it. well maybe I'm wrong. What? I love him. I, I in general and I and I this doesn't make me not love him. But what were you saying? Yeah. Well, I've I've gone back and listened to it a couple more times, and I think it's I think it's better it's a better album than when you spend more time with it, and it's way better when you're driving. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it another chance. Um, there's songs, there's there's bits of it that I'm like, wow, this is like that magic of that first album, kind of you know. But then there's just a lot that's like, well, this is just uh, this trying to mumble rap and you know not that's not his style and I don't know. But that one song with Phoebe Bridgers is great. Yeah, that one's good. There's a couple of songs early in the album I like. There's like the middle part of the album where I was like, ugh. Um, but. I don't know. I, uh, you know, it's, it's Kid Cudi. I just, I was just, it makes me think of that first album and it, it was so, that first album is so good, you know? Totally. It's hard to, it's hard to compare, but I mean, it's hard to not compare, but then when you do compare it, you're like, oh, well, it's hard to recapture this sort of magic of this. But uh, yeah, it's consuming that and uh, yeah. we've been watching a bunch of Christmas stuff. Um, we watched this on Bill's recommendation. We watched this Rod Serling written tv special from the 1964 called a carol for another christmas and uh, we watched it last night and it's it's like a retelling of a christmas carol but um it's super weird but the cast is like fantastic in it robert shaw's in it and uh peter sellers and so uh, we enjoyed that it was really weird but at the end of it we're like that was really weird and dark but it was uh enjoyable so shout out to bill for for recommending that um you know i'm a huge rod serling fan so i didn't even know that existed Anything else? Um, nah, just you know, reading that Iowa TOS message thread every day. <laughs> you get is just messages from Ninja T, Bill, and then that thread. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's 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 everything I've been consuming this week is those, those three sources and then some Christmas stuff. So. What about you? You consume anything in particular? I um Did you ever listen to Woo Life? Yes, I did. I liked it. Did you ever listen to Lost Under Heaven? Is that a different group? Yes. No, I did not. So the lead singer from Woo Life kind of kind of We'll, we'll call him a man on his own. Yeah. He broke up the band in an interview without telling the band. Right. From Wu Life. And, and he went into obscurity for a couple of years. And then he started dating this girl. And him and his girlfriend created a band called Lost Under Heaven. And they have one album that is almost as unimpeachable as that go tell fire to the mountain woo life album it's not the same kind of music but but it's similar in that it's pretty heavy it's more industrial than pop uh, you know if you're thinking like woo life is that heavy pop lost under heaven is like it's like poppy industrial yeah. i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. and um it's really soaring and like super big crescendos and his voice is the same kind of like screaming melodic rasp that's like almost unintelligible but you're really engaged by it the same way so like i think most everything that i liked about woo life i like about this one lost under heaven album now they've They've come out with another album since then. And then they did a song this month called Going Broke for Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the the thing that I would suggest to you or that I, I've been re-listening to, and I re-listened to it this morning when I got in the car, was that first album called, I think it's called 
spiritual songs for lovers to sing or something like that. Okay. Um, I, 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 honestly, I think that you'll really dig it because think like Woo Life meets Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, and uh, and and that so that's really I mean that's a lot of what I've been consuming. Wait, so I've that, been doing so a that, little bit of what you, you were doing. That, are, you, are you talking about that Christmas song? Is is Woo Life meets Nine Inch Nails, or that whole other project? Is that? Lost Under Heaven's first album okay. is Woo Life Meets Nine Inch Nails. The the song I was really referencing that so that Christmas song just because they're kind of like don't do a lot of media. There's not a lot of announcements when they release new music. It just pops up on Spotify and it's there. Yeah. Um, so all I know about them or this duo is that they seem to still be making music, but it's not. It's not really. I don't really like it as much as that first album. No, you you would say you only like um, their old stuff. I really only like their old stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, the uh, the other thing I've been doing is trying to listen to. So I've made my list of my favorite albums of the year, and I wasn't gonna rank them because I just I didn't really feel like I needed to. Yeah. But then I was like, ah, I gotta have a top three. And I was like, well, if I do a top three, I may as well do a top five. And I'm like, shit, I got like 20 albums on this list. I need to listen to some of these again and see where they stack up relative to the other ones. So I've been doing my auditory research on that, you know, the past couple of days. And um, a couple of albums are a lot better than I remember them being. Okay. Well, I'm excited when we do the do the year end wrap up. I'm I am going to rank mine because I just I need to rank things. So and I know what my general top five is. I just need to figure out the rest of my top 10, I guess. But um, you probably listen to seven times more albums than I have this year, but I'm going to do my best. <clears throat> well, I think I've got 20 on my list, so I'll probably rank the top 10 and then have honorable mentions for the rest. Yeah, I, I, um, I'll have 10, I think, solid choices. Um, but, you know. We should do that next week? Yeah, I think so. If we can, if you have time. You think we should, you think we should tell the people what's going to happen? What do you mean? Oh, that how we're going to record it? Uh, well, then we've put pressure on ourselves to actually make that happen. Which <laughs> know, could be like good, it. but could be a huge disappointment. It, it'll be a disappointment regardless. That's the chart. <laughs> well, you can tell them if you want to. It's up to you. Uh, the working plan right now is it's a uh, it's a Wednesday right now. The work, what is what is the thirtieth? Uh, it would be the thirtieth would be next Wednesday. So it doesn't matter to the listeners because the, the episode could come out Wednesday night, it could come out Thursday, it could come out mid-June of next year. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to get this uh, out tomorrow. So. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm going. The goal is for the two of us to do our year-end wrap-up episode in person in Wilmington, North Carolina, over some ch- Chang Wings, Foo Wangs. Foo Wangs, yeah. We're going to order some Foo Wangs. And uh, yeah. Record in person. But if it doesn't happen, it's because we said, fuck it, we want to hang out instead of record a podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's true, too. <laughs> fuck yeah. them kids. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really uh, unfortunate that these fans have such expectations of us. You know. It's, it's not, you know, it's funny because it's not our roots. Our roots are no expectations, please. And no fans. oh man well i i think from our from our houses to yours a a a, a warm a warm holiday season to everyone yes indeed happy holidays and uh if you celebrate that sort of thing merry christmas and if you're part of the war on christmas that's okay too we don't you know we don't judge here Good guys on both sides. <laughs> Good guys on both sides. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um well, so you want to wrap this thing up? We're not doing an OC wrap up unfortunately this week, but I'm excited for our next episode that that we do one on, which might be after the first of the year, I don't know. 
I think, yeah, I think if we're going to do a year in wrap up next week, then we, uh, we punt the OC ball down another week and we really give that year in wrap up a, uh, I mean, the shittiest podcast wrapping up the shittiest year. <laughs> what a shithole of a year. And there's still a week left. There's so many bad things that can happen. Um, okay. Well, do you want to do some, are we doing other tops things or are we just doing music? I think we do. Um, if you've got a suggestion for a top three, uh, email us at I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Otherwise, We'll see what we feel like. Maybe you and I'll text about it this week. Yeah, I think I think if we do top three, it's more I'm more able to do some stuff with. I mean, you two, like we we could probably do top three movies of the year for you know our own choices, etc. If we wanted to. Um, But yeah, hit us with some ideas for top three things from this year that you want to that you want us to hear us talk about. So then we can just ignore all those suggestions and do what we want. Sounds perfect. Sounds wonderful. All right. Well, uh, you drive safe, and uh, I will. When you get to a stopping place, you know, when you get to the gas station, look at that. Uh, look at that Clave artwork. I will. That's uh, that's that's Clave and I's gift to you. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're gonna we're out. See you next time.